Welcome to the Hill of Beans podcast. This is Chris with Black Mountain Coffee, sitting here with Eric from El Buen Cacao. And this week, uh, we're going to talk about weird customers, strange requests, and how we deal with that stuff. So stick around. It should be a fun conversation. Never know how it's going to go. Probably not going to be as long as last week's podcast, but it'll still be a lot of fun. So stick around and enjoy. All right, so we are here to talk about fun and interesting stuff having to do with small business, having to do with being in a small town. Believe it or not, Idlewild has its share of weirdos. I don't know, and some of them are tourists, some of them live here, some of them are my friends, but there are some weird people around here. Thickest um, thieves. Yeah, Chris. I mean, do you have a lot of weird customers? We get them all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think because we're we're a little bit up out of the middle of town and, and the craziness that happens down there, we don't get as many weird weird customers. But when people come in and they really like what we're doing, and maybe they're a little strange or there's something awkward about them, um, those people will come back. And I know that part of what we're doing here and trying to educate people really leads us to giving everybody the benefit of the doubt when when the weirdness starts to emerge and um i usually try to not be too judgmental and you know if i need to laugh about it later i'll laugh about it later i'll get the eyes from my wife who's usually in the room on the weekends um but yeah strange things happen people ask for weird stuff our shop is really small and really uncomplicated or at least as uncomplicated as i can make it and we still get weird requests. Definitely, yeah. What would you say would be the weirdest that you, uh, you've you had lately, or ever, since you've been open? Um, I don't know that it would necessarily qualify as a weird request, but oftentimes we get people who want, like, coffee mate. <laughs> and I don't know that that's weird, but... That would be the equivalent to going wine tasting and asking for uh, like a shot of whiskey to put in your glass of wine. I mean, it's that absurd of a request, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> so coffee mate the, the creamer? Coffee mate the, yeah, like the carnation Flavor? fake creamer stuff. A lot of people will, they'll literally go off about how much they love hazelnut coffee creamer. And I look at them like, you know, that's like fake garbage, right? Like it's, there's nothing wholesome or, or natural about that. It's just chemicals in a white slurry. That's like somebody coming in asking for milk chocolate. It's horrible. I disagree. Milk chocolate is horrible. If you can do it, if you have the technology to make milk chocolate, you should make milk chocolate. Although dark chocolate is far superior. Thank you. Yeah. So, weirdness. Come on, weirdness. give me drop. Today. Drop the weirdest Wait, let me today. Tell you what happened today? today? Yeah. Oh, geez. So, guy comes in, and we get a lot of requests for just standard coffee. We don't have standard coffee. We have an espresso machine. We could do. I guess closest to standard would be like the pour over. Um, we always don't have the time or the patience, so I always go. Oh, we got an americano. You don't have the patience to do pour-overs? No. I do three at a time, everyone. If you're listening, I make three pour-overs simultaneously all day long, all weekend long. That's what we do here. 
that's that's your thing. Right. I don't make chocolate. I'm a chocolate guy. Yeah. I don't make chocolate. So I, I tell this guy, "Yep, I got it. Twelve twelve ounce americano coming up. I want an extra large." I said, "All right, this is all we got. I'm gonna do twelve ounces. Is that cool?" I start doing the hot water and I say, "Is this big enough?" I show him the cup. He goes, "I have never seen that before." And I look at him. And I'm thinking, "Paper cup? What the hell is this guy talking about?" What do you mean? He says, well, I just, and the first time I've been here, and then he kind of like slurred a little bit, and it's like, oh, I, and then walked out the door. And I had a customer in there, and we just looked at each other for about a good couple minutes. We're like, what was that? What just happened? Why <laughs> Twice today, I- another guy comes in, does the look around. I'm, I'm looking, you know, never been in here before, and I'm telling him what we do. Huh, huh, and then kind of mumbles and walks away. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I last the, weekend. I'm uh, not to interrupt you. I'll give you my own weird <laughs> story from last weekend. Uh, I was busy with a coffee club member, and she's awesome. She comes in at least once a month to pick up her coffee, and she usually gets a couple growler fills to take back home where she lives. She doesn't live it locally, so. I'm happy to always fill a growler with cold brew for her. And, you know, sometimes it takes a minute. It's not like the quickest process when you come in here. But this couple came in while I was helping my, my customer that I have, you know, kind of built a little relationship with. And they came in, they asked a couple of questions, and then they walked over to my roaster. And they were, like, mumbling things. And I was trying to listen to what they were saying. But it was almost like they were talking about like, oh, do you think it's this kind of, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's this big. It looks kind of, looks kind of small, looks kind of blah, blah, blah. And I was like, they're like just scoping out what I have. Like, they're not here to be customers. They're here to like, just like look and see. And then, you know, if I, if I wasn't busy, maybe they would have tried something or, or what have you. And they ended up, I was like, you know what? I'll be right with you. I'm just helping this customer. And... I can tell, I've, I've gotten to where I can kind of tell whether or not someone has the patience to, to kind of handle what we do. I would say our average customer, a good customer interaction is at least 30 minutes. Like it's, it's, it's a process. And not only does that require a special person to, to be that like focused on one thing, um, but it also requires that I'm able to focus on that person or that group of people for that amount of time. So it's a little different. It's so, a, anyway, these people, they like turned tail and ran like in the middle of me helping the other customer. And I just found that weird. Like most of the time, if the person is a coffee roaster, whether they home roast or they roast for a bigger company or they have their own company, they want to hang out and they want to talk and they'll spend like sometimes a couple hours. And we'll just chat. And it's not weird to me. It's weird to other people when they when they witness two coffee roasters like talking shop. Um, but yeah, posers. Weird. It was weird. It yeah. was like that's what it was. I don't know. I don't even know like how to describe what they were doing. But it was strange. It came off strange. And then I was left wondering: Are they going to come back? Or they don't have the time? Yeah. They're late for an appointment on Sunday afternoon. I don't know. It was weird. That is strange. Hence the story. It was a yes. weird interaction. That's what we get. We get weird interactions. Okay. I think a lot of people get that as a retail, not just in Idlewild, but Idlewild, you get seem to see more of the crazy because it's a smaller population and because tourists come up 
yeah. people from all over the place. I had a lady come in yesterday and she asked for a hot chocolate. I'm making a hot chocolate. She says, do you mind if I take some pictures? And I'm like, sure. Did I, you know, I didn't hear it for a little bit and I heard the manufacturing door close and she came out and I thought, <laughs> this lady just walk back there and just start taking pictures? And so, yeah. Did I, she have her own hairnet and booties? No. no. <laughs> so that was a dis, you know, disalarming a little bit. Um, but that, that's a weird one. That is weird. I got a weird one for you. This happened a couple of years ago. So I was all by myself, back of the old shop in the back of the, the village lane, and I'm sitting there, and this lady comes in with some guy, and she orders, I think it was truffle one. I said. There's one or two, and I said, would you like me to put them in a cup? And she says, no, just put them in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave her the deer in the headlight look, and she says, don't worry, he's just my brother. <laughs> As if that didn't creep me out, and I was like, oh. So I put him in a, in a bag, and I just gave it to her, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, it was weird. Are there, like, one of the things that makes interactions awkward is when people, like, throw out a joke that, Obviously, they think is hilarious, and either it's something that you don't—it just doesn't register as a joke when they when they say it, or maybe you've heard it so many times it's just not funny anymore. You get a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. We. It's again retail. It's, it's so you deal with so many people that, and for us, you, you deal with a lot of people that come in that want to talk shop about coffee. Well, for right. us, we get people that talk shop about chocolate but they do it very weird they they're usually kind of it's competitive and they're kind of it's like they're hiding something yeah and they don't tell you but they ask a million questions and then you start realizing wait a second and they're either taking photos of your menu and your product and you're starting to be like geez hey man they just want to write it off as r&d that's all (laughs) They're gonna they're gonna buy like a hundred dollars worth of chocolate, uh-huh. and then they're gonna write it off. Oh no! It's just R and D, man. That's all it is. <laughs> I I find that <clears throat> almost every coffee roaster that I've talked to, like I was saying before, whether they work for a bigger company or they work they work for themselves or maybe they're just a home roaster, that it's they just want to share information and they want to kind of there's camaraderie there. It's not competitive. Now, what's interesting is in the cafe scene, like baristas and and coffee shop owners are competitive, especially when they're from nearby. Like there's this weird competitive, like, ah, I could do that better than you. But with coffee roasters, there's so much variety out there for each of us to like pull from in terms of what's available on the market at any given time. Like if they've even heard of some of the coffees that I have on the shelf, they know who my who my supplier is or who my importer is. Um, and then they'll, we'll talk importers, we'll talk origins, we'll talk, we, I mean, there's just this, there's so much ground you can cover in a short amount of time to kind of quickly gauge what the other roaster is into and what they like. And so, then from there it becomes... So they're not stealing your ideas. I don't think we view it as stealing ideas. I think even though, like, even if, let's say you, start, you started roasting coffee, and you came in and were like, hey, where do you get that coffee? I, I would most likely tell you, like, oh, I buy from Bodie Leaf. And um, a lot of times other roasters that I talk to, they're like, oh, yeah, we get some stuff from Bodie Leaf, but we get some stuff from, you know, 
Royal or we get some stuff from, you know, New some of these other names. Right. So there's there's not there's only so many like Atlas uh-huh. Coffee. There's only so many coffee importers in the vicinity. There's coffee importers all over the country and all over the world, but that are kind of nearby and accessible. There's only a handful. So you're more or less but you talking. go pick them up. You don't get them. I go. Too. I can go in in an afternoon and drive and pick up coffee from my importer because it's only a couple hours away. Um, usually, we'll make a day of it and do some fun stuff like hit up Disneyland and stuff. Must like be that. nice. Well, you know, when you're independently wealthy, <laughs> you make decisions differently. <laughs> it's actually more about not sitting in traffic on the ninety one freeway. I mean, I'd rather. Although sometimes I'd rather sit in traffic. But when you got two little kids in the back seat, sitting in traffic is never a good idea. Not fun. Someone's going to pee in their car seat, and that's a whole other problem. I hate when I do that. Don't pee in the car. No. Please don't. All right. But, um, yeah, there's just a lot, lot more that can be done. Like, I, I'll tell the guy or whoever it is, oh, yeah, I roast this coffee at this point. And part of it is, like, every roaster, whether it's the same make and model or different manufacturers and different models... The numbers that you talk, like for um, charge temps and turnaround and, you know, your drop temp, those numbers aren't going to be the same across the board. So I can tell you, oh, uh, I charge at 355 and then at a minute and a half, the turnaround's like 320 or 220 or 200 um, and then I'll drop it at 370. Those numbers mean like literally nothing to another roaster. Um, because their machine is going to have different readings and it's all based on, you know, different, this has gone way off topic. This is very rabbit trail. This is how coffee roasters are. This is why we talk because there's so much information, uh, that it almost is meaningless information, but you can go on and on about like, well, this coffee I do this way and this coffee I do that way. And that would seem weird to somebody like my wife, who's a business owner, but doesn't really pay any attention to the roasting aspect. Other she than, doesn't roast at all? I've, I've talked to her about learning how to roast. Just some like some basics and, you know, if I'm sick or what if I got to go somewhere or, you know, who knows? What if I get arrested? What if, what if I get, you know, I don't know. What if I wind up in the hospital? Get arrested, huh? Well, I've never been arrested. I'm not planning <laughs> on getting arrested. But the way things are going, you never know. You never know. It's like the Wild West in this town. It's getting crazy. There's no law. Businesses dropping. People. Yeah, come to Idlewild. Well, spend some money if you can. Cause yeah, help out the businesses. We're both, I think, doing better than average at this point compared to some of the other businesses around here. But uh, it's ter- rapidly going to turn. You know the ghost town that they do for Halloween? It's just going to be the whole town. Yeah. That's just going to happen. <laughs> There's going to be so many empty buildings in a month or two. Um, but yeah, the fall is beautiful. Come up to Idlewild, hang out, drink some coffee, eat some chocolate, maybe get some Italian food because there's a lot of it. If you stumble into a restaurant, odds are it's gonna be Italian. There'll be pasta on the menu, one way or another. It's gonna happen. So yeah, weirdness. I, I weird customers, like specifically weird customers. Um, people are different. People are strange. I've had a few people come into the shop, and when they first came in, like the fir- very first time, I, I noted in my own like book of memories that I keep in my head, that person's strange. Like I don't know what it is, <laughs> but they're kind of an odd duck. Get that daily. I don't see people every day. Oh, that's, yeah. 
Like, I don't even turn the open sign on sometimes when I'm here. I'm just like, eh, I'm here. If somebody really wants something, they'll come in and they'll get it. But if they don't, they might, like, peek in the window and see somebody, like, working away behind the counter. And sometimes they just walk away, which is probably why I'm not the best business person ever. But we do tell everyone, if we're here, we are open. And sometimes that gets me into trouble, and sometimes it works out really well. Um... I can think of a couple of occasions where someone came in and for whatever reason, like the conversation went from coffee to, I don't know what, religion, politics, what's going on in the world, the price of oil, the price of tea in China, all these different topics come up. And when, when that happens, it can be really weird and it can be really off-putting. But then I always kind of think back on it and, and, and wonder like, well, was there like some purpose to that like are they gonna come back am i gonna end up being friends with this guy or what's what's the deal what what do you do when you have somebody that comes in and i get this all the time where you don't want to talk to them they're really off-putting or very angry or it could be anything it could be they start talking politics where i don't like talking politics with people it's just yeah you don't even talk politics with me no not at all so it's they come in and they just start so, Chris, can you believe this? Da, da, da. I think it, for me, if I don't talk, just focus on what I'm doing, uh-huh. start walking around and just don't give them as much attention, it kind of kills the crazy. And they'll either talk to me and I'll just like get something ready for them and then, all right, thank you. And they're, they're, they still go, but yeah, I just don't give them my attention. What do you do? I think one of the things I learned running the, the other coffee shop when I did that job was how to let people vent and not get offended by it. Like, I've had, like, every viewpoint under the sun thrown at me in the last 10 years in one way or another. And um, I've gotten, I think I've gotten good at listening and not taking offense to what I hear. Because people say things to me all the time, and I'm like, oh, this person is off their rocker for one reason or another. Just maybe it's because... It's completely the opposing view that what that I hold. Um, I think we are pretty blatant with our with our uh, Christianity in our shop. Like we have a sign that says we love Jesus, and we have all this stuff, and we go to church, and our front door says we're not going to be here till after church on Sunday. And every once in a while, you you find the the most amazing people that just want to kind of pat you on the back and tell you you're doing a good job. And sometimes you have people that come in and go, I really hate Christians. Christians are ruining this country. And I'm like, man, you do not know how to read a crowd, do you? <laughs> and uh, that's happened on a couple of occasions. And I think, you know, we try to be gracious and, and just kind of listen. And, and I've actually had a couple of really good conversations with one guy in particular that started out that way. And he's come back time and time again and kind of building a relationship with that guy. And it's just trying to be patient. And I don't know why people are the way they are, I think is the bigger thing. And I try to, when someone comes in and they act crazy, as long as they're not wildly inappropriate and saying things that are, um, like, not, I mean, offensive is one thing, but like explicit or swearing or. Have you had that? Not here. Not Not in my shop. Uh, one time I got close to telling a guy to leave, but by some miracle, 
the, we, I was able to salvage the conversation. And a lot of times, I mean, one thing that's different is like your, your store can get pretty crowded. You got a lot of different kinds of people in there. I typically don't. Like when groups come in, it fills the shop. Like a group of eight people, the shop feels pretty full. Uh, a group of four people will walk in and they'll look around and they'll be like, oh, this is kind of crowded for me. I'm going to leave. <laughs> um, I mean, we've done, I think the biggest tasting we did was 15, 15 people at one time. And I know like last year on Art and Wine Walk, there was like 30 people in that shop. It was crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. My shop is really small. It's like me, a coffee roaster, a kegerator, and that's it. A couch. And a couch and a chair. And, you know, it's it, it's comfortable. But somebody like me that's kind of sensitive to a crowded room, like, I don't like being in a, a small room with a lot of people. Like, I don't like going to concerts. I don't like, like, feeling like a cow being moved from one pen to another. Like, that, that bothers me. You don't want to be herded. Not even herded. I just don't want to be, like... I don't know. There's probably a phobia for this. It's, I'm not afraid of it, but I don't enjoy it. I know, yeah. like, some people don't mind that kind of thing. Like, especially people from, like, China, where it's, like, super crowded places. Or just It's just the norm. So you're not a sheep, uh, what do they call them, sheeples? I'm not a sheeple. I try not to be a sheeple. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a bad That's a bad thing. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting how, like, just the room itself can affect things. And fortunately, I think... We're just far enough from other stuff that people come here to come here. They don't just like, oh, I was just walking by and I thought, oh, coffee. I, ha- I don't even know what coffee is. wonder what that, it smells good over here. So <laughs> at our shop, we have our logo, Bean to Bar Chocolate, El Buen Cacao, both, both doors, Craft Chocolate, Two windows and coffee right in the middle. People come in. What is this place? Or I, is this the brew pub? Or I, I was just gonna go down and get a beer. I thought I'd come in here and not buy anything, and then just waste your time and walk on out and go down to the brew pub. Yeah, I I remember at the coffee shop when I was doing that. I have a lot of memories of weird stuff happening there. Crazy people ranting. There's one local guy who would, like, once a week he would come in with, like, his hair was, like, kind of crazy and long. He kind of had that, like, Einstein look. And he was kind of weird and and kooky and sometimes very nice and pleasant. I'm sure you know who this guy is. And sometimes just, like, off his rocker. I don't know. Um, I think he has some form of autism or something. But he's an older guy. Probably in his 60s or maybe 70s. And sometimes he would come in, like, just ranting ranting about oh this oh like you're like dude you gotta pull it together you can't go out you have to go outside until you can calm yourself down we're not gonna give you any coffee like it's almost like dealing i've worked in a bar before too it's almost like the way you deal with a drunk person and i would always explain it uh the difference between people that go for coffee early in the morning and people that are out drinking late at night is when you treat somebody looking for coffee early in the morning poorly they're gonna remember it. Or as when you treat a drunk person late at night badly, they don't remember most of the time. So you gotta have a little more tact in the coffee world. But yeah, there was, at one time, I think there were three, maybe four regulars. 
And by regular, I mean every day, maybe every other day. And if they didn't show up for a few days, you started worrying about them a little bit. But they were all pretty nuts. Like, uh, I didn't want to be in a room alone with them for fear that something bad could happen. Do you think there's a lot of that up here? And, and just because it's a small town, maybe I think they it, gravitate towards... I think it's a safe place to be a weird person. But that weird might turn into some type of mental... Right, there's that issue. element of unknown. Right, I, I'm, I never really fear for my own safety, but it's really... You're a big guy. Right, but that's, I mean... I mean, I, I don't fear for my safety either. It's just maybe for my wife or my daughter... I just fear right. that they're going to make things uncomfortable and make me have to get out of my nice, happy place. Yeah, and I know, like, recently, not too recently, but within the last couple of months, we had a situation it was very brief and probably was nothing, but it, it just felt strange. And it was a guy, older man, by himself with a couple of small dogs, and he came walking down, like, the, the parking lot where our shop is. And our little boys were outside, and we were both inside. So my wife and I were both in the shop, and they were, like, right in front of the door, kind of just doing their thing, playing. And this guy comes strolling down the parking lot with his two dogs, and our older son is, like, he sees a person, and he just, like, makes a beeline. Like, the kid has no fear of strangers at all. It's weird. Um, But he, like, runs right up to this guy and is like, can I touch your dog? And we're like... No, don't get over here, Logan. Like, try to be grumpy. And the guy was like going towards him, and we both saw this. And then, as soon as um, my wife went out, the guy kind of slowed down. And then I came out the front door, and the guy just turned and like booked it. He didn't run, but he he walked with purpose away from our shop. Creeper. And that was the vibe we got. Like the guy saw the little kids playing, and and. Maybe yeah. the dogs were to attract them or something. I don't know. It was it was strange. But like my, my three and a half year old, we walked out of a store in Hemet one night. Late, later, probably like nine o'clock at night. And there's two guys sitting in a white van with no windows. Like just the textbook kidnapper van. Textbook kidnapper van. And he starts yelling, hey, hey, guys. Hey, hey, guys. We, we just had dinner. Hey, hey guys, hi guys. Like, and we're like, dude, that is like the last thing. He doesn't understand. He's three and a half. I mean, he's just friendly. And if, like I've probably said on the podcast before, if you come into our shop and you look like you might be a grandparent, he's going to sit on your lap and you're going to read him a book and you're going to enjoy it. And that's how it's going to go. But yeah, that kind of weird stuff kind of bugs me. Yeah, um, it's out there. Right? It's, uh, we see it. You know, you just have to really pay attention to your child at the time and we we've had that i had a weird guy at the old shop just standing kind of lurking near the steps for the longest time i saw him out the window when i was helping customers Mm -hmm. so i just went outside and grabbed sophia and brought her back in and eventually the guy just finally left but he never seen him before and he did not look like he should have been right there at the time yeah i mean i think you get the vibes you can feel you know how... Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, you know, like a, you're out in the woods and you're 
you're walking, you can feel something's there, something's watching you. It's the same type of it's a predator. You, you know, mm. you, you feel like that person's yeah. a predator, and I think that's how it, it's in our DNA to kind of sense that type of trouble. Yeah, it's a spidey sense. Yeah, big time. If you've yeah. ever been bit by a spider, you have it. Scorpion. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You did get bit by a scorpion, or stung by a scorpion. Yeah, that hurt. Which you wouldn't believe. I so I've well, I don't think I've ever been stung by a scorpion that I know of. Well, the most I, yeah. Tell I'm, me I'm about gonna explain. It. Yeah, yeah. How this felt. So, I've worked in the desert. Was, wait, was the scorpion a customer? No. Okay, good. So I worked in the desert a ton. Lived in the desert for a long time. I've seen them. I've you know, dead alive. I saw them run around. I you know you lift a rock and it pops out. Never been stung by one. So I've been told that the big, the big ones, I think they call them Arizona hairy scorpions or something along that giant hairy scorpion, that it's like a beastie. Well, this puppy was smaller than that, but the same coloration with the dark body and the kind of translucent legs. And so I'm, I'm in my room and I move our fan. As soon as I move my, the fan, I grab it, don't even look. I just feel like somebody stabbed me in the foot with a uh, ice pick. And I thought I got electrocuted. And I looked down, and I guess I stepped on him. And uh, part of him was under my under my uh, like flip-flop. How, how big was this thing? It had to be, uh, what is that, a quarter of an inch? Well, that'd be like a half, half an inch. Half an inch. That was the whole size of the scorpion? Yeah, it was about half an inch. Oh and I, uh, I remember not wanting to move my foot. Because I thought he'd get away. Uh-huh. And so I kind of pressed down. And you can just hear it because it's all like exoskeleton. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I thought, oh, 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 babe, I've been stuck by a scorpion. And I was worried because I, I was wondering about that Arizona bark scorpion, which is deadly. Because it was small. And I was like, uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was freaking out a little bit. You know bit. what else is small? A baby scorpion. Speaking of which, there's a spider in here crawling up the wall. This, He's just headed home. This was not a baby one. Well, it could have been a baby one. Because I saw last year, I saw a big one. Well, any, anywho, <laughs> the thing was dead. I killed it, but yeah. for a good 30 minutes, pain in my in my big toe. Did you survive? I survived. Okay. I did not die. I was worried. That story made me worry about you. I should get a shirt. I survived. I survived. It has like a picture of a squash Have scorpion. you seen, there's a show on TV that I... I can't help but watch. Sometimes it's called "I Was Prey." It's no. about people who. It's about people who survive. Well, most of them survived at least. Uh, an animal attack. Oh, jeez! Like one lady was uh, getting married in Africa, and a crocodile took her off her raft. I'm like, why are you rafting near crocodiles? Stupid. Oh. There's another one. A guy got attacked by a grizzly bear in Montana. I can see that happening though. Wasn't uh, there a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, it was different. Was that what, <laughs> what was that? I don't. I I thought he was making out with the the grizzly what bear. What was the name of that movie? The Defiant or, or Defiance or something like that. I, for the life of me, can't. It's remember a decent what it was. movie, but you know. Yeah. I don't buy Defiance? that he got that he wrestled a, a grizzly bear. I don't buy it. Well, you know, he'd be toast. It was an actor bear. Could have been an actor bear. Yeah. I, I just saw on Facebook been sweet on him. There's a trailer out for a movie that was filmed in Idlewild. Really? Yeah. What is it? Uh something of the body near something peak. 
something like that. And you can tell, I mean, obviously, like, they shot it all around here because, like, the mount, the hills and the mountains around us are, are pretty, good actors pretty recognizable. No, I think it's a low budget. But <sighs> it's like a film festival movie. Mm-hmm. But it looked interesting. Somebody and died? There's, is there's, that what it was about? It's about, a, a, like, this woman who is, she works for the Forest Service, but she's not really, like, a ranger. She's more like a tour guide in the park type person. And she, for whatever reason, finds herself out in the woods late in the day one day and stumbles across a, a body. Oh, there we go. Yeah. But Gotta then, like, body. as soon as she finds, like, not long after she finds the body, some other person shows up. The murderer. Well, that's what they're leading me to believe. Huh. But anyway, it looked pretty interesting. And since it was filmed nearby, I'm probably going to check it out when I can find it. But um, what about Strange Requests? Like, other than put the chocolates directly into my gullet. <laughs> Nobody's ever asked me to pour hot coffee in their mouth. I should have just said open up. I was going to say, I think for me, toss. like, people walk in and they assume that we're just like a typical coffee shop, you know, and they... Uh, so they want a double frappa lappuccino? No, no, you know, honestly don't get, like, the frappuccino request. One One time a group of, like, teenage girls came in and they wanted, obviously wanted that type of drink like that they were halfway through the sentence of asking for it and i was like yeah you need to go down the street to the other coffee shop they'll, they'll take care of you but um generally Maybe people they wanted will come in over. no they didn't they could have totally wanted to pour they were over. like 13 the last Can thing they actually over? want is coffee <laughs> 13 year old girls do not want coffee um so this people will walk in thinking we're a Typical cafe with espresso and espresso drinks, and uh, they'll just like then like they don't I don't I don't know where they think the espresso is gonna come out of, but they'll walk in and they'll go like yeah my wife will have a cappuccino, and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a latte. I'm you like, should you should do it. Just say yeah like, hold go, on a second. I go, just... Yeah I, I I don't have an espresso machine here. Just start doing a pour over. <laughs> I'm like you want that. On the light or the dark side. <laughs> so that happens a lot. They won't even know. Most of these people don't know what they're talking about. Just like a lukewarm cup of warm milk with a little bit of coffee in it. I Yeah, I don't know. I Just we're make just a noise. S- Can you make a noise? An espresso noise? <laughs> yeah, like that's me steaming milk in the corner. Remember uh, Police Academy? You see that? Oh yeah, that guy. The one thing that does. I can't... <laughs> I need an employee that makes noises with his mouth. (laughs) Um, So that's probably one of the most common requests. And then one of the ones that's come up a lot over the summer is we do nitro cold brew. And nitro, generally you serve it without any ice in it. And it's kind of like beer. It's cold. It's kept cold. It doesn't really need ice. And it you serve it, I mean... To me, it tastes best out of a glass. It Some, does have that beer appearance, and sometimes it has a, a interesting taste. Yeah, I think sometimes it comes across a little woody or oaky, it, and it's just the coffee that we're using. Like everybody's cold brew tastes different. I, people almost, seem to really like ours. Sounds like wine tasting, like a little oaky. Yeah, for sure. Woody. I mean, once you learn how to pick out flavors and in, in like little bits and pieces, yeah, you can kind of apply that to a lot of stuff. I'll, like, I'll eat chocolate at your shop and tell you, oh, man, I get, like, the notes, raspberry the, uh, in that uh, one. And you're like, uh, yeah, that's the raspberry chocolate. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm like, oh, yeah. That one tastes like raspberries. So I had 
recently, um, you know, our, our name, name of our chocolate shop is in Spanish and I had a guy come in. That confuses the white people. <laughs> it, it confuses the people, definitely. But this one guy came in and asked for a burrito and <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> and I, I uh. looked at him and I felt you know I, I was telling my wife Jessica and that maybe we should have just been like yeah hold on a second and just got out <laughs> some chocolate and here you go and sold him the chocolate and pretend you know like there was a, a language what kind uh, of burrito did he want I don't know he was a uh, I don't think his English was very well uh, very good but he basically was like burrito or you know tacos yeah. interesting yeah hispanic or asian hispanic, guy? Dude. Hispanic generally dude. in this area when you encounter someone and their english is bad they're usually hispanic or asian that's kind of it i mean can you or th- old and grumpy every once in a while I get middle eastern people that's true yeah and they're but they're middle eastern people are really into coffee so that always works out well for me um they always ask for cardamom. Do you have it? Do no, it I don't have cardamom. How do they put that in chocolate? They put in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't actually even Some know what cardamom chocolate, tastes like. weird uh, chocolate recipes I've seen that I'm just like, I would not put that in my chocolate. You'd be crazy. I do my best to not get offended when people ask for additives. Like things to put in there. Like stevia for, for me in, in coffee is like a no-go. That's like putting pickle juice in your in your ice cream. That's disgusting. I did a stevia bar before, and it's horrible. And um, one guy got it, and I remember saying, you know, I, re- I explained to him, my percentages don't come out right. It's it's weird. It's got an aftertaste. I don't like it. And I sold it to him, and I never made stevia again. I hate it. If I'm going to use a non-sugar, gross. coconut sugar is good. Monk fruit's supposed to be good. I still haven't got that. But it's just mean to the monkeys. <laughs> what are they going to eat? Poor monkeys. Figs, I guess. Starving monkeys in Asia. Where's monk fruit even from? I think it's, uh, it's from Southeast Asia. Yeah. Bunch of anorexic monkeys in Southeast no, they're, Asia. They're suffering. Because all these white women from California are eating all their monk fruit. It's hippies. <laughs> Hippie hippies. <laughs> um, no, uh, the, what you can flavor it with, or not flavor it, was a sugar additive. It's interesting. I tried allurose. Is it allurose or allutose? I don't even know what you're talking about. It's zero glycemic. It's uh, it's all types of stuff. What's and, funny to me, and and this is like, I'm not picking on the vegetarians and the vegans out there, but they're always, or maybe it's just the health conscious, they're always looking for something to make... To mimic... What they're not supposed to have. Right. Like the, what is that called? The uh, it's like Beyond the, Burger? It's like the non-alcoholic beer of huh. desserts. It's weird. Like, oh, I, I can't drink alcohol, but I'm going to drink this disgusting thing that's called non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, or Beyond Burger. Why? why? If you're vegan, eat plants. <laughs> eat Jim, Jim Gaffigan has a whole bit on vegetarians making their food look like meat. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm against that. I think... If you want, you know, nothing wrong with being vegan. You know what have, you should do? You should make a chocolate, a big chocolate bar type thing that's dark chocolate and with white chocolate that looks like a T-bone steak. 
you could do vegans. that. You could do that. Yeah. You could say, have your steak and eat it too. 100% That's vegan good. steak. Damn. Chocolate vegan steak. Billionaire. This is why I'm this is why I'm independently wealthy. I got all these ideas. I have the same problem. <laughs> Nobody ever tells me what to do with coffee. They remember like you should make a coffee drink that tastes like seven up. And then I'm like, have you not tried our Ethiopian? It's lemon and lime and, and all the nice things. Yeah, we, we get people tell us how to run our business constantly. You know what you need? You should do this. Or, hey, you know what? And the funniest thing is the people that do that, and they don't buy anything. Yeah, you know what I need? I need people that come in and, and actually buy, try our product, buy a little bit of it, give it as a gift, whatever, and not maybe tell me about every other shop they've ever been to that's somewhat similar. Yep. One time we were, in, we were on the big island in Hawaii, and we were on this coffee farm doing a tour. <laughs> And they made us coffee, and this is not my story. This is a story from a weird customer. Sound like it. And uh, they made us coffee, and it was really, really good. But you know what the weird thing is? We bought a bag, and we got home, and it tasted terrible. And I'm like, immediately, my my like coffee, my coffee person brain kicks in, and I'm like, well, either you got duped and you bought some old or bad coffee, or you don't know how to make coffee. <laughs> like, there's... No way. There's a lot of... I, I was telling you this earlier, like, when we were talking about roasting and, and, like, and making drinks, there are... When you're roasting, like, you can really screw things up and make bad coffee out, out of a roaster, but there's only so many variables in there, like, once you get to know a coffee. But when you're making coffee, there's, like, a hundred times more variables of little things you could do wrong that will affect the flavor in the cup. Way more than when I'm roasting it. And not to mention I'm like a professional at what I'm doing. So You are a professional. I'm pretty good. We have uh, people that come in and, oh, you know, it's always Costa Rica. I went to a cocoa plantation in Costa Rica. And, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Or, hey, you know, my friend makes chocolate. I'm like, okay. So do I. I make chocolate every day almost. Oh, well, you know, my friend does this. Do you do that? So, uh, I had chocolate. There's chocolate over in this city. I'm like, all right, well, we're chocolate here. Right. Yeah. I, people, I don't know what it is. I mean, I think we're all like looking for relatability, like in our experiences. And I'll, I think I'm guilty of doing that to some extent somewhere. Like I'm always like, oh, you're an artist. My friend's mom was this blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, um, there's just a million ways we can get into that. I think the moral of the story is if you live in a big city or a small town or you own a small business, you're going to encounter weird people and weird requests. I mean, it probably doesn't matter what you make or do. I think it's normal. Someone's going to come in and, and ask you to do it differently or, or give you a, an interesting suggestion on how you should do it. So weird is normal is what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that expect the unexpected when you when you're in your business and don't let don't let weird questions or maybe some might say stupid questions surprise you people ask me kind of like weird stuff all the time and i'm not surprised at this point when people ask me if they should keep their coffee in the freezer uh or if they should keep it in the microwave or if they should keep it in the oven or if they should keep it in a cabinet 
that's that's kind of people have weird questions all the time, and sure. sometimes they're not even coffee related. Let's just wrap it up to people are weird, but as long as they keep buying coffee and dark chocolate, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think mostly dark chocolate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I don't know what the. Uh, do you know just real quick offhand like what is the market cap on on dark chocolate you know like around the world how much money is spent on it i should know this but it's getting it's increasing it's going as up. yeah as people are more interested in their health last time i i checked or last time i looked into it coffee is like 60 billion dollars a year in the u.s and that's Oh, just U.S.? Just in the U.S. I don't know what it is worldwide, but it's $60 billion in the U.S. a year. And I was thinking, you know what? I just need one, one of those billion. I'll be satisfied when I get there. So, dark chocolate sales. Oh, you're Googling. <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this. You're going to Google the answer here. 2019. Worldwide? Yeah. This includes Swiss Miss. And the Nestle Company. They don't count. That's probably... Uh... Well, okay, okay, so... Okay, here we are. A lot. It's a lot. Many, yeah. many dollars. It's not... It's it's complicated. It's not giving me a straightforward... Uh, goes into too many variables. Right. But anyway, Let's just say yeah. it's a lot. A lot of people buy chocolate. A lot of people buy coffee. But what we need is a lot more people to buy... Your coffee and our chocolate. Right. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to more people buying my coffee. The problem with my coffee, though, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, is once you try it, um, you, you're not going to really go back to what you used to drink. Like, it's going to ruin you if you're not used to good coffee. That's, so no more junk coffee. Right. It's like your chocolate. Like, if you're used to eating lackluster candy bars... And you go to El Buen Cacao. And get a real chocolate bar versus a candy right. bar. You will be disappointed from that point forward in your candy choices. That being said, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Eric, thanks for coming over. Hopefully this one is as entertaining as the last couple. Uh, we had to take a little break there as there was a little bit of a childhood accident. Nothing big. Everybody's okay. We're just... Everybody's a little tired, it's I think. It's late and we're tired, but... We'll keep it going. We'll keep coming up with more interesting stuff. Yeah. How about this weather? This weather's crazy. Chocolate weather. Hot to cold. It's going to be hot this weekend. Now it's going to be hot this weekend. Yeah, I don't know what to do. It's hard to plan for this kind of stuff, but, you know. Come on up to Wild, Check it out. It should be a nice weekend. Or you're going to hear this on Monday, maybe, and it was a nice weekend. We'll just say that. Yeah. And it's going to be cold next week, hopefully. So um, have a good one. Thanks yeah. for hanging out with us. Have some... Uh, of Chris's coffee and have some of our chocolate. Yeah, come buy some coffee and come buy some chocolate. Come to Idlewild, go for a hike. Everybody will love your dog if you bring it into their store. And um, just don't lie about it being a service animal. That's something we can talk about in the future. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. See ya. Bye.